Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Last Thank God we're here tonight. When this is our faith and power in the Bible. And I would say, but it's not what it's about here. Yeah. But I'm here. And uh, like I mentioned last night, I remember with Bill Stella and Tina and Nicole. And God poured out a powerful revelation to us. Faith, you know, that's why we're still here. Amen. Faithful to the Lord. Amen. Okay, let's go to work. Get ready for tonight. Last time we talked about consider it not. Consider it not. All right. Go to the first verse. First scripture. Romans chapter 4, verses 17 to 21. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, talking about Abraham who is the father of our faith, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope, the world hope, believe in God hope, which is earnest expectation, that he might become the father of many nations, many ethnos. We get the English word ethnos. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, Abraham was not weak in faith. Why was Abraham not weak in faith? He considered not. That's what we start out with. Abraham was not weak in faith, but he considered not his own body. Now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah was. I don't have time to go on you, so we're going to pick up uh, tonight. Consider not part two, and uh, we we learned from last night uh, we shouldn't consider our circumstances, the situation that we go through. I mentioned last night that the first thing that you should have learned when you became born again was how to live by faith. Why is that? Because faith is the only thing that pleases God. Faith is the only thing that will empower you or it will endure you to uh, continue to walk the type of faith or to please God, to walk this Christian life. So you should have learned faith. Because the scripture says that the just shall live by faith. Go to Romans 1 17. The just shall live by faith. For there is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. That was the only, that's the only way you would, would be able to learn your righteousness by faith. Okay? So, like the little pastor, that's the first Corinthians 13 says that love is the greatest. Of the three faith, hope, and love? Yeah, it does say that. Okay. But faith works by love. 
And you would not be able to know how to love correctly unless you understand things. Okay, yeah, the great everything we do is supposed to be motivated for the love we have with God. But we need to learn how to have faith or how to walk by faith because you cannot even love properly if you don't understand faith. It takes faith to know how to love God. It takes faith to know how to love your neighbor, your, your, your spouse, your children. It takes faith. So he says, but there is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just should do what? The just should do what? Live by faith. The just should do what? Live by faith. Who should live by faith? Yes. Amen. Those who have been declared righteous in him should live by faith. And when you're living by faith and you're experiencing the promises of God, because we found out all the promises of God is going to take faith to manifest. This is the first step of understanding faith. Don't apologize for your prosperity. Don't apologize. God has blessed you. All right? Give him all the uh, props the kudos, the recognition of everything that God has done for you in your life. Never be ashamed or apologetic for the blessings of the Lord. Amen. Why is that? Because that will provoke jealousy toward the unbelievers. The reason about unbelievers is not breaking down the doors because of the belief is ain't breaking down the door. <laughs> hey, if it ain't good for you. So we should not apologize. We should testify of the glory of God. God has healed your life. Testimony time. When God has prospered you. Testimony time. When God has delivered you. Testimony time. When God has restored your broken marital relationship, testimony time. Never apologize because all those things are the, are the prosperity and the blessings of God. So never apologize for your prosperity or for your blessings from the Lord. Amen? Amen. Psalm 26 and 7. That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving. And tell of all thy one word. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We, we publish the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous word. Tell everybody what God has done for you. Tell everybody. Now, don't go into detail. How God has brought the promise in there with blessings. Okay? The Lord healed me. Give him the credit. Don't give your doctor the credit, but give him the credit. God healed me. God delivered me. God blessed me. All right? And one of his works. Tell everybody, tell everybody what God has done for you. Psalm 78 and 4. 
Not only you tell everybody, but see, if we're doing all this by faith, okay? We will not hide them from their children. Show it to the generations to come, the praises of the Lord and his spirit, and his wonderful work that he has done. So we tell everybody, and then you tell the next generation. Okay, the reason why we have a generation now that's really not hungry, hungry for the things of God, because we didn't testify to the previous or the ones that were growing up, the goodness of our God. What we testify, or a lot of us, we testify religion. And religion does not promote the goodness of God. All right? But well, once you get a hold of faith, and you understand faith, it says to teach anybody and tell the next generation how good your God is. So God, I serve a good God. What's that? Because he healed my mind. He delivered me. He put money in my pocket. He restored my brokenness. If this is the goodness we tell the next generation. And how we do that? We do that by faith. We do that by not considering. Consider not. Do not consider what's going on in the world situation. We should not be concerned what's going on in Egypt. We should be concerned what's going in Goshen. Why, 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 are you, why are you concerned what's going on in Egypt? There's famine in Egypt. There's pestilence in Egypt. There's a death angel in, in, in Egypt. But here in Goshen, got the blood of Jesus. And the three testifying of the goodness of our God that He has protected us, He has blessed us, He has healed us, He has blossomed us. So I'm living my testimony for what's going on in Egypt, Goshen, not Egypt. How do you do that, Pastor? That's why you have to learn faith. If you're not doing it, you're not, you don't know faith. Because faith calls those things that be not as though they were. So, regardless of what's going on in the world, hey, me and my house, yeah. we are blessed. I don't care how, how what gas went up, what, how many of them things? God still filled my thing and then he said, he said, the son, you want me to continue to fill your thing up? Yes, Lord. He said, now you go fill somebody else's thing up. Keep it with God. That's not God operating. All right? That's faith. All right? Because remember, we learned last night, Mark 11 22, Jesus said, now y'all remember, y'all listen, Jesus said that. That's always been. Jesus said, have faith in God. It didn't say, well, Pastor, I got, I got faith in prayer. You don't have faith in God. I don't care how much faith you have in prayer. You can pray and don't have faith in God. Because you start praying crazy stuff like it would be thy will. That's not having faith in God. Well, Pastor, I do I I I have faith to take care of the poor. That doesn't mean you have faith in God. All right, so when we have faith in God, then the next day we will be led by the Spirit. 
without faith in God. All right? So we have to have faith in God. So we tell the next generation. We consider not what the generation is going through. Now, we still tell them about the goodness of God. We don't consider what's going on in the natural. But we consider God. We talk about the faith of God. Now, uh, so look at the consideration process here from the word Genesis 17, 1 through 5. Remember, uh, we started off in Romans chapter 4 by Abraham. Now, we're going to look at the consideration process. It says, Abraham considered not. Abraham considered not that he was an old man and Sarah was dead in her. Show himself mighty if he has faith in it. 
All right. So, so we cannot consider our natural circumstances. We have to consider God. So we're looking at the consideration process. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, 99, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father a father of many ethnos or ethnic group. That's what they should do. Okay, go on. Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. Abraham means for a father of many nations have I made thee. So he, God comes to Abram, 99, and say, you, I'm going to make you father of many nations. Okay? I said, let's go. Why did Abraham say that too? Like, you know, it doesn't matter. You be a 99 year old male, and you still can produce. And, you know, if you give her a 20 year old daddy, <laughs> you know, fertile breath. But that wasn't the thing. It wasn't so much Abraham, it was Sarah. The scripture said that her reproductive organs were dead. So Abraham said, you know, hey, cool. Father man, Okay? So now we're starting the consideration process. He did not consider her, but he considered what God said to him. Go to Genesis 17. Verses 15 to 17. And God said unto Abraham, And for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her Sarai, but Sarai shall, shall her name be. Go ahead. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Like he said to Abraham, he changed Abel's name to Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations. Sarah means mother of many nations. Okay, she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Kings of people shall be of her. So now here we're looking at Abraham and Sarah going through the consideration process. And how that works. So during this whole time, Abraham telling all his friends and family members, co-workers, employees, everything. My name is Abraham. Because you know, because they asked him, hey, uh, you Abraham. Abraham now. So now here Abraham is telling the meaning of his name from God. Uh, Abraham means I am the father of many nations. And here's my wife, Sarah, the mother of many nations. So here Abraham, during the consideration process, they did not consider their natural state, but they considered God in this first step 
they come in agreement with the Pagasta. To start the consideration process, you do not consider what's going on in the natural, but you consider what God says, you come in agreement. So you've got to speak in agreement with the promise. Abraham is placing a false criteria on God's ability to perform. Okay? See, at first they, they were in agreement. They're like, okay, how can we correct? But then after God changed their name, then Abraham and Sarah came into agreement. For God's ability. Okay, because it was Abram and Sarah. But God came and changed their name. He changed their name to what they were going to manifest. Oh, y'all, y'all get it. Romans 1 17 says, from faith to faith. Righteousness is revealed. So in using your faith to receive the promises of God, you have to get your name changed. Religion then naming you or saying to you, you're an old sinner saved by grace. But when you come in contact with the living God by faith, he will first change your name so that you'll be able to manifest his promises in your life. So the word of God said, from faith to faith, righteousness is revealed. So your name is changing. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I, I'm a brother of Christ. I'm part of the body of Christ. So the family, you got that. Your name has to be changed. You, it, the name change is your look has to change. Before, before you can present it, you got to see it. So that's what the name change was. God was called Abraham and Sarah. They had to see themselves the father of many nations, the mother of many nations. So in doing that, both of them came in agreement now with what God was saying. Hebrews 11, 11. Through faith also Sarah Sarah herself received strength. So now look at this. Name was changed. They come in the dream. I'm mother of many nations. Father of many nations. See, see you know, God can, can use a lot of these women. Y'all adopted the world's mindset when it comes to children. It's crazy. The Holy Spirit's trying to come use it up. You can't say you did <laughs> you, you said, you know, now you're not the case. Now, so that's why the Holy Spirit has to move on down the road. Or that move on down the road. 
So it says, through faith also spare herself, receive strength. If that word from God will strengthen you. The thing we talked about last night, one of our expectations was to expect God to give us strength so that we be able to endure until our manifestation comes. This is a, this is a consideration process. Through faith, also prayer herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Sarah did not consider her physical body, but she considered God's faithfulness to perform. She, she didn't consider her face to her, her physical body. She was well past, past burying, but she didn't consider that. She considered God's faithfulness for his ability to. Romans chapter 4, verses 19 21. And being now weak, uh, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Now we know unbelief uh, simply does not mean you just don't believe. I mean, you don't believe what God says, you believe something else, what someone else says. That's unbelief. You're not believing what God says. But it says he staggered not at the promise of God, you unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So now, what's that telling? Like Mark 11 22, Jesus. Faith is God. They have faith in God, being fully persuaded. We talk, we're still talking about the consideration process. Fully persuaded their faith in God that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So my faith in God, I'm fully persuaded. You know, Paul, he talked about that in the book of Romans. I'm fully persuaded. Nothing could separate me from the love of Christ. And then he gives a whole list of stuff that could persuade you not to believe God. And Paul gave that whole list. He said, none of that stuff. Fully persuaded. God, you got to get to the point. You got to be fully persuaded. You have to get to the point and really believe God's able to perform the music. You have to get to that point and really believe it. That can be persuaded what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Proverbs 23 and 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eating great said he to thee, but his heart is not with thee, as being fully persuaded in your heart. 
And it starts, as we talked about last night, it starts in the mind. Getting your mind renewed with the word of God. Listen, we are liberated or limited when it comes to the promises of God. We are liberated or limited. How oh, you can live God? That's in the song. You have limited the Holy One of, of Israel. It's limited on God. Based on your faith, in your word, God said, He speaks the, uh, the blessing of the Lord, make his grip the as a father. Now, you can that word, blessing of the Lord, make his grip. So, you go to the Psalm of the Fortune, you say that in the Hebrew, then then you have, you see it in you study that out and you try to find out what Greek is. He said, Is that my weapon? So you go to both of okay? You study a little bit of the word of it, and you found out from the strong, you found out from W. Vines, you found out the Western, that rich means. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to believe it. Because if you don't believe it, you can limit the Holy One of Israel. If you don't believe that God, well, Pastor, he's talking about spiritual gifts. He is vegetable spirit. Abraham is there. They were the original spirit. They have a window to them. They can confess their sin and receive Jesus. Yeah, they're gone, <laughs> All right. They were not spiritually rich. They were natural, physically rich. That the faith that they had in God, that his promises, he was able to perform. They were not spiritually good. They couldn't ask Jesus. They couldn't receive Jesus Christ in their heart. They couldn't get through with the Holy Ghost. But they had faith to believe God. So what does God say? I'm going to bless you so that you may be a blessing to all the families of the earth of blessing. Okay. So you, you, you this, this consideration process it starts with the mind. We are liberated or limited by our thinking. Isaiah 55, verse 89. For my thoughts, okay, now. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. So how you think when it comes to the promises of God or the blessings of God, it's not going to be based on how you think. It's going to be based on how you renew your mind with his faith. Because if you if you have a, 
I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to balance these people. So we balance the off of I'm going to balance these people. If you have that American thinking that is God, that's not God. If you have the ghetto thinking that is God, that's not God. Because he said, for well, my thoughts are not so how we think from the beginning is not God thinking. Your thoughts are not his thoughts. Because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Because he's a no go. So that's because if that was the case, why would Paul tell us in Romans 12, verse 2? He not conformed to this world's thinking. Will be transformed by God's thinking. And that's what's been the problem. We have used our natural thinking and labeled it as God. It's not God's thinking for you to avoid a chat. But some people thinking, think that it is God who has given that woman the right to kill that baby. Think God's baby. And God's baby. God just like you and I. The only time God will think like you and I is you and I renew our thinking to his thing. Then God can think like you and I. But if you ain't renewing your thinking to his thing, don't stand with your thing. Jesus had 
12 other dudes you had to feed, house, and pay that tax. <laughs> and Jesus was broke. But we can get that thinking stuff. Couple of days. And religious banking, but I get Jesus was two years old. And the Bible says at the age of two. Now, I haven't had some two-year-olds. Two-year-olds. I've had six two-year-olds. And at the age of two-year-olds, uh, when I when Stella and I brought gifts to them, we gave them robots or teddy bears or two-year-olds. Maybe a tricycle. But at, at two years old, I'm excited. You know what they want two years in? Frankincense. Myrrh. And it was a caravan. He didn't get one little gold bar wrapped up in a little gift. And it, it was a caravan that brought this wealth, the, the king. Of the Eve came and brought this two-year-old Star Wars. Star Wars. They want the two-year-old. And then if you go back into Revelation, Revelation chapter 21, chapter 22, it talks about the new Jerusalem coming down to earth. It talks about and that that place is full of prosperity. That's God's thing. But we have we see how thinking from religion not renewed by the word of God. So now when we see God manifesting his blessing in someone's life, they don't need all that. You, 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 you know when you when you say something like you know what you sound like? Dude. Remember when the the woman broke the alabaster box? And put it on the team, what did Jesus say? Someone didn't put it on the team. That's what he said. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, gave it to the poor. Huh? And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, Jesus said, for the team, for the No, Jesus said, you want to go to get all the day. Is that in your Bible? I don't know if it's a different Bible. But that's what Jesus said. You're going to have the pool with you always. You're not going to have me. So when you got me here, this is your opportunity to bless me. So our prosperity that we believe in God for is not out of boarding up or out of greed. We want to bless the Lord. We want to have invention so that we can be a blessing. You can't bless those when you broke. Oh, we've been receiving You think God was able to work through Southeast with platform in this sanctuary if everybody was on EBT God? Mm -hmm. 
God has blessed him. And the woman of God here heard from him. Then they were able to bless us so that we continue to be a blessing. But it's how he was worshiping. And in many other churches, they have come, they are blessed. God has used them to bless others because financial blessing is a from God. Oh, we got to What first time? For the heavens are higher than the earth. You know how high the heavens are. For the earth, I mean, you know, we got to get telescopes and stuff. See, see how the heavens heaven really higher than the earth. See, who got it? So are my ways. I mean, you know. So I like that. So, 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 So in this consideration, you got to change our thinking. Romans uh, 12. The last little two of my favorite scriptures in the word. I'm going to keep you there for breath by the mercy of God that you be mighty. Excuse me, a little sacrifice. Excuse me, holy. Accept unto God, which is your reasonable servant. And be not conformed to this world. Why is it? Why is it? Because our way, our thinking, and our way, God is higher. So, for us to get to God's thoughts and God's way, we have to transform our mind. It, 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 it's not going to happen by osmosis. It's not going to happen because you go to church every week. You go to church, and uh, I got a senior service on Sunday. So it's part two. Every thought 
every thought to the obedience of God. What is he saying here? He's saying, capture renegade thought. Capture classic thoughts. First, you have to generalize your mind. The enemy going to inject thoughts in your, in your mind. You're going to have to capture them. Those, those are called renegade thoughts. Because whatever I think on consistently, it will ultimately define me. Whatever I think on consistently, if you think on the word of God, that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, guess what? It will define you. If you're the righteousness of God. If you don't, if you don't think on that, it will define you. Philippians 4 and 8. <laughs> the word says, finally, finally. He's like, <laughs> Finally, brethren, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. There is only one thing that is in the earth realm that is true. Honest, just, pure, lovely, good, and virtuous is the word of God. Everybody else is thinking? So he says, Look, think on these things. Think on the of God. Think on the covenant of God. Think on God's word. Why is that? Because I got to control what I consume my thought life. People just don't accidentally fall in sin. People don't accidentally like, I get in this bed with this woman, not my wife. I must have been walking by her house and my accident fell in her bed. No. That individual consume their thought life. That's what these men said when you think about it. You have already committed that sin. Think long. So, I got to control what consume my thought life. So you need to take inventory. You need to take examination and say, Lord, show me what are the things that are consuming my thought life on a daily basis? Is it uh, the Democratic Party? Is it the Republican Party? Is it the things of the world? Is it the new America? It's consuming my thought life. I got to control what consume my thought life. If I consume my thought life with the things of God, if I consume my thought life with the things of God, never If I consume my thought life with the things of God, 
I will believe wholeheartedly that he will provide what I need. So you need to become driven what consumes your, your thought life. This is the word of God. You, it, 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 what you consume, it will drive you. It will move you. If we walk by faith, not by sight. Walking is action. That word faith is a Greek word, pistis, or pistu. One is pistis, which is uh, like a noun of faith. Then pistu is means it's a verb. Here, this is a pistu faith. But we walk, but faith is constantly, you're walking constantly daily by faith. And how do you do that? You don't consider your natural circumstances, but you're consuming yourself. The things of God. So that's walking by faith, and you're not, not by you're not considering what, what's going on, but you have been consuming yourself. And, and the only way you'll be able not to consider your sight or what's going on in the natural if you will be if you have been consuming yourself with the word of God. If you don't consume yourself with the word of God, you're gonna consider what's going on. That's right. You have not been consuming the faith of God. You have not been thinking on the word of God. You have not been thinking on God. There are times when you can just throughout your day just sit. Just set a date, not date, set a time and a place, and just say. Lord, I, I'm not asking for nothing. I don't want nothing. I just want to thank you. Thank how great you But you said thinking on those things, consuming your which cause you not to doubt the God, because you be driven. Do your faith rest in the Word of God? Thought feeds the thinking process. Ephesians 6 16. Thought feed the thinking process. Just like cheeseburger and french fries feed the natural process, your spirit man, your spirit man don't want cheeseburger. Your spirit man wants the word of God. So a lot of us, you know, we are well, you know, we're healthy, strong physically, but our spirit is emaciated. <laughs> Why is that? We are ready. And the spirit man wants that food of the word. Okay. So it says, above all, taking a shield of faith, when we need to be able to quit everything, to, to quit all the fiery darts of the wicked. And we found out last night those fiery darts are wrong thoughts. So thought feeds the thinking process. Now we're going to cover real quick five different ways uh, how the thought can be fed. Or, yeah, food that can be used to feed our thoughts. Number one, there are what is what's called satanic initiated thoughts. Watching Jason, Halloween movies, classic killer movies. 
exotonic initiator stuff that doesn't put the response. So now when you turn the light off, you do the thought life and watch this freight cruiser, market wires. So that's why you did. So with the mind though, but so it is called psychotic initiated though. Another way is society can cause me to think a certain way. Society can cause you the things that society does. That is contrary to the word of God. The word that is said, but because you have filled your thought life with what society has said. Now, that's why you are faith without words. Yeah, that's why you more prone to uplift what society is saying. That's why we see now. That's why uh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, was it what denomination said it's okay for them to sing same sex marriage? Yeah, but there's something on the internet that they get that up with from society. So that's all we see now. Christians are now saying, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you can't just match the person and who they love. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the alphabet people, they're not here for love. Ask Solomon and Gamora. They're not here for love. It ain't, it ain't got nothing to do with love. Okay? So we should not think the way society thinks. Okay, it will consume our thought line. The third way is self-initiated thought. Some stuff the devil ain't involved, society is just you. You're coming up with this crazy stuff. I just didn't do it. I was just thinking of that. What do you care? Anything that try to exalt yourself about the knowledge above the thoughts of God? Yes, it The fourth one is spirit initiated thoughts. The Holy Ghost can initiate thoughts to you. The Spirit of God can speak independently from reading the scriptures, but always agreeing with it. Did you get that? The spirit can speak independently from reading the scriptures, but always agree with the scriptures. That is spirit-initiated thought. Go to 1 Corinthians 2. But as it is written, I have not seen or hear heard, neither have entered to the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Proverbs 16 and 3. 
Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. So it is what I call spirit initiated thought. The Holy Ghost can initiate some thoughts, but it will always agree with the scripture. So that's how you can tell if it's from God, those thoughts are from God. Or it's not from God because the Holy Spirit always will come and agree with the scripture. And the fifth one is scriptural initiated thoughts. When you've been meditating the word, reading the word, then scripture can be initiated for thought. That that is the way how you know someone can uh, you know uh, been meditating in the word, uh, been reading the word, and then they can just they can just battle off scripture with like this. So that that scripture initiated thought. They have no scripture in their mind. So they can just regurgitate the scriptures like that. Because they have been meditating. Their thought life has been consumed with scripture. So they can come up with a scripture, several scriptures. <laughs> you got people in the body of Christ. And save us. It is. It ain't coming one salvation spirit. Why is that? Because they don't they don't make the scriptures they ain't consumed the word. Somebody would say because he is, and they say, Hey, hey, can you give me one salvation scripture? And go no, no, it's time to go to pass. Scripture initiated. No. Go to Psalm 1 and 3. Let's wrap it up. You don't get Consider not. Psalm 1 and 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. When you're going to be a tree, like a tree planted by the rivers of water, you consume your father. So, that bringing forth fruit, that bringing forth his fruit in the season, his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. John 17 and 17. Sanctify them to thy truth. Sanctify, set them apart. Sanctify them to thy truth. For thy word is truth. The word of God is truth. Oh, and Peter, they call the word of God is the truth, the incorruptible seed of God's word. There's no corruption on God's word. There, there, there is corruption on your word. You have corruptible seed. We have corruptible seed. You have perhaps have corruptible seed. So if we know that, why do you just put the. Why would you speak to them? They have corrupted the seed. Why do we consume ourselves with fear and fire and all that? And they got corrupted with the seed. But the word of God is true. It is incorruptible. So we should be consuming ourselves with the word. Because his word is true. 
His word is life. His word will cause us to have deep faith, deep trust. Have faith in God. So we need to saturate ourselves with that because saturation will bring about transformation. Saturation will bring about transformation. It will transform you. Into the So taking a thought, measure it against the standard of my will, and allow my will to judge the matter. What does that mean? Take a thought. You take you take God's thought. We've been saturating ourselves with God's thought. Now God's thought becomes my thought. So I measure it against the standard of my will. So my thought of God's thought. I'm going to measure against the standard of my will. And if this is what I'm doing because of saturation of God's word, I can now measure it. I can cause my will to come in line, to come into line with God's will. Come into line with God's will. And now it has come into line with God's will because his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ways are higher than my ways. Now, whatever I'm faced with in the natural, I can now judge it or I can not consider it. I saturate myself with God's thoughts. Now it has caused my will to line up with his thoughts. So whatever's coming my way, I can judge it. I can say, I consider nothing. But I consider God. I'm saying that I just take discipline because if you're not going to get this way from the church, well, if you come to church, and, and here can get the word, you know, be you, you know, when you come to church. See, church is not church is a school. And you need to come to church in the word of God. You need to be laser focused. You got your neighbor over there trying to, you know, I'm ministering, they want to I'm in the name of Jesus. Why does that happen? Because the enemy is trying to see the thoughts. But you need to come with laser focus because I got to get my thoughts to line up with his thoughts. Then whatever comes my way, I can judge that matter and not consider it in the natural, but I'm considered with God. Now his thoughts become mine. In the book of Ephesians, in the book of Ephesians, Paul talks about 
put it on, that's what you to put on the night to How do we do it? Put on the mind. Do you think the mind of Christ and Jesus would come in the greatest of killing unborn babies? You really, you really think that God comes? Many Christians believe it. They believe it. Oh, who let it have to See, you can tell that you, you can tell that for birth. Because what about the day? Say you got the word? I mean, you do know it takes to pay. He didn't have no exactly concept. But what about the next? Let me tell you, those thoughts. And you got Christians of rather now advocating, kicking, yeah, the woman's right, woman, Christian, right? What's going on? They don't have the thoughts now. They don't have the thoughts of God. That's the same thing we're doing homosexuality. And we're not going to go homosexual. We have, as a church, has lost the thoughts when it came to adultery. We took all the world stars and said, man, you know, they drowned. <laughs> but we have, we have given some leeway and those little, it's the little small areas that now we get this big Event in our life that almost, and I and I and I preached it years ago. I just tell the church we had a little bit of pedophiles were coming there. They coming there. <laughs> they want rights. They want rights. I want a right. I want to have for so right. Just, just because something is legal, it doesn't mean that it's true. They want it right. If I see a six-year-old that I want to have sex with and I got the legal right of a moment so I can do it. Okay. This civil war, I think people keep predicting civil war between black and white. It's gonna be civil war. These kids won't be elected legally both will die. They're gonna die. And the church is saying it's okay. That's God's thing. No, It's going to spread across the whole nation. 
And the pandemic has bind the church. Because the world came up with this, well, you can't tell. You can't judge me. Well, why did the devil come with that? Because the mouth the voice of God. So it's going to come across the nation. Whatever devil stuff goes under California, that's why California will be. God, drop it over the street. <laughs> but every satanic devil stuff comes out of California, it spreads over the whole thing. And I, I, you know, I don't watch this stuff, but like these people, like Andy Griffith, and all that And I watch that Grammy mess with over there. The Lord let you see some stuff. He said, You see that? Yeah, okay. Now talk about that Sunday. Back in the day, the crappy boys was something that was enjoyable. You used to watch it. Now it is all perverted, satanic. Homosexuality all over the place, lesbianism, and then you got that demon Beyonce got won all of the awards, and then you got Christian artists talking about, oh, it's such a great day for her. What's going on? They don't have the mind of Christ. They don't have the mind of Christ. Everybody's celebrating this demon possessed girl. This girl who came out and told everybody, I'm possessed. The table. And then the And I was And and then we have the Christian, Christian artists there that pray for that still come out of peace and say, God, yeah, he's serving the God. He's serving the God. Not the God. That's all that grand resort is. That's the little component there. I went back on my gold pile. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, all that. Three days. Uh, but we consider not without faith. When we consider not, we have to consume our popularness with the word of God. Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at CecilHolloway at Yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. 
Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.